did did you see when he went fishing right he pulled up that fish and tossed it back this dog this this guy he missed the ocean Welcome back to the Getting Buckets podcast. It's Ethan here, and uh, David's not going to be here this week. He's away on vacation, so it's just going to be me and uh, my good friend. You guys have already met him before, Matt Rutley. Say what's up, Matt. Hey, guys. I'm happy to uh, be on again, and I'm uh, excited to be talking about the uh, Eastern Conference in the bubble for this upcoming season resume. Matt already alludes it. So, you know, we got two weeks until the NBA comes back. This week, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference and the teams that are going to go compete for a championship. And next week, we're going to talk about the West. So let's get started. I want to start first. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about the Bucks. So they got a record right now, 53-12, and 12, the best record in all of NBA. Giannis is a god. He's playing insane. He's probably going to win the MVP this year. They're the favorite in a lot of the sports betting uh, websites, and I think they deserve it too. They're really good this year. They have the best offense and the best defense in the league. What do you think, Matt? What do you think uh, they're going to do in the playoffs this season? Well, I definitely think that the Bucks are going to be a big threat to win the East. I saw that the uh, Vegas betting line had them at like a minus like two hundred or something, which is which which means that they're heavily favored to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, I definitely think that they're a lock to at least make the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Already, the there's starting to show problems. Uh, there was a recent report that um, Eric Bledsoe is leaving the bubble, and you know he'll be he'll be back in what four days, seven days, like who knows? Uh, there was some sort of what like family uh, family matters. That was some sort of issue, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, granted. Eric Bledsoe, if he comes back, he's he's a very key part of their of their team. He's a great player, great defender. Uh, he has he he puts up what like fifteen five and five something like that. Plays some good defense. Um, so the Bucks would definitely miss him, assuming that he is in there. Uh, the the Bucks are pretty much a lock to go into the Eastern Conference Finals. I I don't I don't think that anyone in the first two rounds could beat them. They'll obviously bulldoze over whoever. Whatever poor team is stuck with the eighth seed and uh, what the the fourth and fifth seed they'll be up against either like Indiana, Miami, Philadelphia, something like like that. They'll they'll beat them too. Yeah, any team in the eighth seed is gonna get clapped by the Bucks. They're gonna slap them around. That's just a given at this point. They're too dominant. They they play well on both sides of the ball. Um, they really got a good system. Budenholzer has been really great for them the last year and this year too. They were on pace to win 70 games again. So they were on pace to win 70 game seasons two years in a row, which is crazy. Um, well, they, they, know, they the, won like 67 last year, right? Yeah. Or, or, they were on or, pace or, or 66 maybe, something like that. I think they won 70 last year. No, they, they did not win 70 last year. Nah, that, oh, that, no, like, that, right. that like would have been a thing. No, they won like, they won like, uh, no, they didn't win. They won like 67, I think. They got close though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but um, the Bucks are nasty. I believe in the Bucks. I, a lot of people, since um, from what they saw last uh, season in the playoffs against Toronto, they don't really believe in them that much. But I think this is a better team than it was last year. Brook Lopez is playing really well on defense this year. I think the Bucks are going to be really good this year. They're going to really stomp a lot of teams in the East. Uh, Brook Lopez and his rebounding issues—they always, they always just bother me. And. Uh... You know what? Um, I'm looking at the stats right now. Brooke Lopez is shooting 30% from three this year. I, I, wow. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought, I thought that that was something that he improved upon like a lot. And I remember last year, uh, you know, teams would have to defend the three point line with Brooke Lopez out at the top of the key or in the corner or something. Uh, but if he's shooting 30%, uh, I don't really know what, uh, what that's about. But, uh, but yeah, that's good concerning. Yeah, but but one thing I actually did want to ask you is, what are your thoughts on Chris Middleton? Um, he is one guy that I've 
never really been able to uh to to get an opinion on you know he he puts up good numbers he's he's an efficient shooter pretty much doing 50 40 90 what what do you think about him cuz cuz i i haven't really ever been sold he strikes me as you know a, a second or third option which you know he he is on Milwaukee but but i i feel like i feel like he's he's a little overhyped but also underhyped at the, at the same time he's he's a, a weird player i i, I, I think yeah I, I get it yeah yeah what um uh, my opinion i think he's a good a really good player um but let's not get it twisted he's not a number 1 he's never going to be a number 1 i don't think he's good enough to be a number 1 uh, I've gotten to an argument uh, before. I think Brandon Ingram is the better player than him, even though he doesn't shoot as well. I just think uh, Brandon Ingram is the number one offensive option right now on the Pelicans. Uh, and I don't think Chris Middleton is that type of player. But he is a very good player. He's a very good complimentary piece for sure. Uh, but he definitely helps them too. He's a great player. I'm not going to say that he's not. But Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a, a two-time All-Star. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think that he's like... All NBA? Um, no, he's not, he's not All NBA. No, no, maybe maybe third team. There's no way he gets on a one or two. No way. Yeah, he's definitely not going to get on one or two if you know number one is going to have Giannis on it. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I I definitely agree that Brandon Ingram is uh is if if he's if he's not presently better, he will be better in one or two years because. Pretty much this year, he took that first step into um, superstardom. Yeah, and I got ratioed on Twitter, actually, when there was, like, a a debate of who's better, B.I. or Chris Middleton, and I commented, oh, it's B.I. easy, and I got clowned. Like, you were clowning me. I'm like, B.I. is just a better player than Chris Middleton. But either way, let's move on to the second seed, the Toronto Raptors. They don't have Kawhi this year, but they actually have a better record at this point in the season than they did last year. Um, Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, really stepped it up this yeah, year. He's a, like everybody he's, predicted he's he would. He's a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. He's insane. He's averaging 23.6 points a game, 7.5 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. He's having a great year. Uh, he's They're really playing well. This is the question that people do have about Toronto, though. They don't think that they have that player yet who could get you a bucket at any time. Do you think that uh, Spicy P is that type of player or not? No, but you know who I do think is that kind of player? I think oh. Kyle Lowry is that kind of player. No, he's not. No, he is. Kyle Lowry, he has... Listen, yo, he has so much playoff experience. In, in the playoffs, he tends to not perform as well at certain times. I completely understand the the stereotype about him but he is a veteran right like he has been through this so much so often um i i think that there is a short list of players in the nba who i would trust with a basketball in crunch time like that you know in those high pressure situations uh you want someone who has been there before right like like obviously someone like like luka doncic significantly better player than Kyle Lowry, not getting it twisted. He he is so much more talented. He's just an overall better player. But in a game five, game six, like late in an NBA final series, uh, clock's winding down. Who do I want the, the ball, like controlling the ball, setting the, the uh, pace of play, um, directing the offense? I would... Honestly, I would probably prefer someone like Kyle Lowry who has that experience. Someone who, that's who, I, can, major cap, who, though, who I can trust. That's major cap, though, and I'll explain why. Because up until last year, Kyle Lowry was known as being a choker in the playoffs. So, like, he had a one good year, and he played great last year. Let's not get it twisted, but I don't know. Uh, I don't really think the Raptors have that guy who could get you a bucket. I don't, I don't think they do. Um. I want to believe in Kyle Lowry, but he's shown too many times where he's just choked a lot. Um, well, 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 yeah. well. Look, so if we if we look at his um, playoff statistics, uh, we we can see that he the past three years he's he's played pretty well. 
right? So 2017, he's putting up six, uh, 16, six assists, three boards, 46% from the, the field. Not terrible. Uh, that year in Toronto, they, they were, you know, bullied by um, LeBron's Cavs. You know, also, like, th- there was just so many years uh, with Kyle Lowry and, uh, you know, when they had DeMar DeRozan, uh, where, where they were just bodied by LeBron, like, no matter what. So whatever numbers Kyle Lowry was, was putting up, it, it, it didn't really matter uh, because either, you know, Le- um, LeBron was, like, shutting him down, either, you know, what, what whatever Cleveland defender that they uh, put on him, he would, you know, be, be up against that. Uh, looking at his, his playoff stats, it's really, like, not that bad. It's really like not that bad, and I I think like uh, that that like view of him as a choker like in the playoffs. I think that was more of a thing against the Raptors as a whole because Demar Derozan kind of had that uh, thing attached to him too. So so I so I don't really know if it's just um, you know uh, a Kyle Lowry thing. Yeah, but like. For the example of um last season when they won the chip. what what so you 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 wouldn't no you wouldn't that... trust like Marcus Saul like with with the shot I mean not really really uh I mean I don't it's a, kind of a hard situation honestly I, I don't know I think I would want Spicy P honestly to be taking the shot well well well, well yeah games. obviously obviously like Spicy P is like the number one option on their their team but but I I feel like the Raptors do have some. You know other good options for you know if like if if Spicy P is being you know double teamed or something or if he's being guarded by 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 Kawhi by his his old teammate if the Raptors you know march all the way to the to the finals and they end up playing the Clippers I don't think that the Raptors are you know out of luck in that in that um, way I mean I mean like so so what do you think about like like Fred Van uh, Vliet he had a he had a great playoffs last year right he was horrible in the first two rounds. He was horrible. And then his uh his his child, his wife gave birth and he couldn't miss. Uh, I don't know. Those those uh He's new a dad young player players. too. I don't those know. New dad powers. Uh, yeah, he did pop off. I don't know. Uh, the Raptors are great, but we're gonna talk about them a little bit later for sure when we talk about the lower seeds and who they might match up with. But um, let's talk about the third seed, the Boston Celtics. Now this team has the potential to go all the way to the finals, in my opinion. What do you think? But. Yeah, I completely, uh, I completely agree. I think that the Boston Celtics have been my pick to reach the finals this year, like since the beginning of the season. Um, I think the Celtics are are just a very, very good team overall. Well, actually, that's that's not exactly true. I at the beginning of the the season, I was like looking at like Milwaukee, thinking thinking like it'll it'll probably be them, but then when I saw Jason Tatum take that step forward i oh, he, i he went off you went like off. at at that point the the celtics to me just had the perfect team to make a run all the way to the nba finals uh one thing that i that i i do really think about like nba teams in general is you know being able to uh push through a, a playoff run is if the the team has strong wing play Right, so look at like the Chicago Bulls. Right, so you had two, two of like some of the the best wings all time, Jordan and Scottie Pippen. The the Miami Heat, uh, dynasty. Right, you had D Wade and you had uh, LeBron. The Warriors, um, Steph Curry is not a wing player, but you you had like Clay Thompson and you had, you know, someone like like Iggy, someone like like Draymond, who's kind of playing the the wing point guard center like all over, pretty much pretty much every year, you know you you have strong wing play, and the the Celtics have that, and not just Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown too. Yeah, but the problem with the Celtics for me is they really have trash uh, centers. Nobody that can guard Giannis. They meet up with him in the playoffs. Nobody. Enos Cantor doesn't play any defense at all, and. Daniel Tice, he's not bad, but he can't guard Giannis. He can't. Um, they don't have really anybody that can even like slow him down. I think Giannis would would feast on them. I think you'd have to have Jalen Brown and uh, Kemba and Jason Tatum. They'd have to dominate um, every every other position because 
Giannis was going to feast on that team if they meet him in the playoffs. Well, I think a combination of Tatum, Brown, maybe even Hayward, Marcus Smart, obviously. I I think I yeah, I, I think I think a yeah. combination like a rotation of them. Like like also, I look at the the Celtics and they they are a very deep team. So I think that you know a rotation of you know these these guys who are going to come off the the bench fresh and you know going at Giannis hard uh I I think that it can be it can be um effective also I I just look at this this team and I I just see more firepower than what the uh, Bucks have you know the the Bucks are a very like well-rounded team built around Giannis they they have just you know a, they 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 built well around him but Outside of, of Giannis, like like the the Raptors exposed this last year. I I know that you remember when Kawhi shut him down. Who else did the Bucks have? Who else could step up? Nobody. No one. Chris Chris Middleton Chris is is trash. yeah. He he's trash. he's like okay, he but be, he, no, he, he can't, can't be, be the one. Yeah, definitely not. So so all it really takes is the the Celtics just focusing their entire defensive strategy on shutting down Giannis, and that's that's not impossible. He's he's not he's not you know like unbeatable. No, no, I agree, and let's like dive into this stuff a little bit more because they got a record of forty three and twenty one, third in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coached by Brad Stevens, one of the best young coaches in the league. They're a really good team, and I they got really good players. They switched out Kemba for uh, Kyrie, and a lot of people thought that was gonna be addition by subtraction, and they were right because they're they're definitely a better team this year without Kyrie. Yeah. That's a fact. They definitely are. You could attribute it also to the fact that Jalen Brown stepped up a lot too, and Jason Tatum. But there's no denying that the the attitude of people on that team, uh, like the camaraderie, the sportsmanlike, uh, not sportsmanlike, the sportsmanship on that team is just a lot better, and they're getting along a lot better for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I mean, yeah, like uh, chemistry definitely goes a long way. It seems like that they um, actually enjoy uh, playing with each other now. Um, also it definitely, it's the, the timing of it, you know, Kyrie leaves and like, like, I don't really think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown taking those big steps forward are a direct result of Kyrie leaving. Um, I, I think that like, that's just, you know, natural progression of like a young talented, um, star, uh, like, like, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are. Um, it's so, so it's, it, it's also like timing. So like bad timing from Kyrie's perspective and good timing from the Celtics perspective. It's, it's a combination of, of that Tatum and Jalen Brown taking big steps forward at the right time. It's a combination of chemistry. Um, it's a combination of, you know, Kemba Walker just coming in and he's, he's, you know, a great player in his, his own right. Like last year, uh, for a period of time at the beginning of the year, he was averaging what, like uh freaking 28 points a game he was he was he was killing it at the beginning of last year yeah, yeah. he was nasty all right let's move on to uh the number four seed the miami heat mm-hmm. uh they are 41 and 24 fourth seed uh they're also a good team but i don't really buy into them that much this year i think they're a piece away they really don't have enough uh scoring wise to me to get past any team after the first round, they got Jimmy Butler, but he's not gonna carry a team to the finals. They don't. They got Bam Adebayo too, who's playing really well this year. Probably gonna win uh, Most Improved Player mm-hmm. too, but I don't know. I don't really buy into the Heat the, the, uh, that much this year. Well, I I that? do think that the Heat are a strong team, but I also look at like the top six seeds of the Eastern Conference, and I and I think that those six teams are are very strong. Like I, I look at you know the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers. Like like those are all strong teams to me, uh, and the Miami Heat are not really in that top tier of those six. Um, I I do think that Jimmy Butler is is a very good player. Uh, he's he's a an an all star, perennial all star basically. Uh, you know there was that story of uh in the bubble recently there was a report that came out that uh, there was this uh, rhythmic banging that was coming from a hotel room 
and uh, yeah, I think dribbling yeah, the ball. So, yeah, so so someone right, so someone uh, called the security guard. The security guard comes to the hotel room, knocks on the door, opens it. It's Jimmy Butler. He's covered in sweat and he's wearing his practice gear and he was dribbling a basketball. This was at like uh, seven a.m. So so Jimmy Butler is not a player who is afraid to put in the work. We all know that. Non. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, you cannot deny his winning impact. He was on the Celtics, uh, not the Celtics, he was on the Bulls. They were going deep in the playoffs. He goes to Minnesota. They could make the playoffs that year. He leaves. Minnesota can't even get close to making the playoffs. He goes to the Philly, and they had a great year last year. And then uh, now this year, they're not as good. And then he goes to the Heat, and they're projected to be a 7th or 8th seeded team, and they're in the 4th seed. So Jimmy Butler definitely is a winning impact player for sure. I just don't think he's that type of player that can carry you to the finals. I still think they're a very good team this year, though. They got a lot of good young talent for sure. Keep a lookout on them in the next coming years. I think it's possible that Giannis could actually go there too uh, in the next year or something if he's a free agent. So keep your eyes yeah, peeled for that. That would be. I think they're gonna get another that piece. That would be crazy. I I I hope that that doesn't happen. You know, like like that was one of the things that. I know that I myself was so excited for, and I'm, I'm sure you were, and I know so many other NBA fans around the world were so excited for, was that this season was the first in so many years that, that I remember uh, that, that it, it, was, it was so balanced, right? Like, like there were so many teams that actually you can make a legitimate argument has a chance to, you know, at, at least make like a finals run. Um, so so I, I really hope that, you know, Giannis doesn't end up going to like the Heat or or I or, or end up going and I make think it will be a, good. a super team. No, like like super teams are not really fun to to watch in my opinion. But the net the Nets are a, a super team too when KD and Kyrie gets back. Uh yes, but it's just two of them. Like like the 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 thing is like for for so many years super teams kind of meant like a big three. Started with like the Paul Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen Celtics back in uh, two thousand eight. Then continued with the, uh, with the Heatles, right? Uh, you know James, D Wade, Bosh, and then you know so many teams tried to copy that with their own, you know hastily made big three. Like that, that was like like a thing for for so many years. Now it's kind of like like this season there was like the dynamic duos. If you look at all the best teams in the the league, there's dynamic duos. So the the Brooklyn Nets obviously, uh, you know when uh, the Nets are all like healthy, I would consider them like a super team. But that's not because they have this crazy big three. It's because they have pretty much like the best dynamic duo in the NBA with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like you can't really uh, think of a better one other than maybe other than yeah probably LeBron and AD. But I don't know. So so I I think back to like the Miami Heat, right? Like, I I do think that they are a strong team. Uh, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, both good young players. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, too. right. Duncan Robinson. He's 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 a great three point shooter. He's one of the best I've I've like ever seen. But but uh, but I think that you know just because a team is not likely to make like a finals run, like that doesn't necessarily make them weak. So I do think that the Heat are a strong team. Do I think that they're going to make a finals run this um, upcoming playoffs in the bubble? Probably not. Do I think that they could beat the Pacers? Do I think that they could push the Bucks to like a Game 7? I, I do think that. I, I do think that because I think that Jimmy Butler uh, would be a good defender against uh, Giannis. I think that, I, I no, think, I think no, that no, Bam backing up Jimmy Butler would also be... A a deterrent against Giannis and so so I don't think so. Jimmy Butler could guard Giannis. I think Bam could guard Giannis though. I think when the Bucks played the Heat in the regular season, Bam locked up Giannis. So I I think that Bam would have to guard Giannis. I, I don't was, think Jimmy Butler was, has was any Bam chance of guarding like Giannis. guarding Giannis the entire game. I think he like they had a defense. He played one of his worst games when he played the Heat this year in the regular season. And Bam was guarding him really? a lot of the time. Not not Jimmy Butler, yeah. like like at all. So 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 no. Butler was Jimmy Butler can so, guard so Giannis, Butler was can. guarding like Middleton or something. Yeah, dude, Jimmy Butler well, cannot well, guard well, Giannis. Well, yeah, I I know that Jimmy Butler is like a lot smaller. Um, I don't know. I I, I guess I imagine that he would be able to. Maybe not. I yeah, that's fine. But let's move on to number five, the yeah. Pacers. 
So they're actually kind of interesting because Victor Oladipo said he wasn't going to play. But now he's actually, he wants to play now. He's in the bubble. And they're 39-26. and 26, And that's a record where they actually did not have Oladipo for most of the season. So it's still pretty impressive. Um, they made a couple of good offseason moves. Last season they got TJ Warren for nothing from the Suns because the Suns suck. They got Jeremy Lamb from the Hornets. He's playing well. Malcolm Brogdon from the Bucks. In my opinion, that was a mistake. The Bucks didn't re-sign yeah. Brogdon. They resigned uh, Bledsoe instead. But yeah, but I think the Pacers are actually a, a pretty good sleeper team too. If Oladipo gets healthy. Yeah, I, I think that the Pacers could be a um, could be a uh, big sleeper team. A, a lot of these predictions, like it's it's so it's so easy to just make like a prediction in like a regular time in like a regular season. Uh, but this is not a regular season. This is not going to be a regular playoff. So any sort of predictions are going to be, are are going to be at first seen as as pretty outlandish. I do think that if the Pacers stay healthy, I think, and you know, assuming that like the the standings stay the way they they are, I I think that that they're going to beat the Heat in the first round. I I think that I I think that Oladipo is a phenomenal player i think sabonis is a phenomenal player i i like the pacers team overall like like i think that they've done a remarkable job of rebuilding from that paul george trade that people people don't really talk about that people don't talk about how like amazingly they were able to rebuild they like like i don't even think they had a bad year since that trade no they they were no they were they were good I think maybe they had one. I, I, I don't, don't, I don't think don't so. Remember. I I think that the year after they traded Paul George, I think they still made the playoffs. Yeah, they were good. You're right. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah, I even remember it was like two years ago now, but they pushed the only team that pushed yeah, the LeBron right. Cavs to seven games and almost right. beat them too. So that, that, that was a good foundation, and the team's a lot better now too. Right. Was was that their, their first year without Paul George, right? Um, That was their first year without yeah. Paul George. Yeah, yeah I there think you go. it was. Yeah. And but there there are a couple of questions there in Indiana like Miles Turner and Demontis Sabonis don't really mesh together that well. Right. Um, they're gonna have to decide to move on from somebody. I think they're gonna move on from Miles Turner because he hasn't really lived the expectations. I, I, I agree with that. And Demontis Sabonis is yeah, better than I him. I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, but there's definitely a good team uh, and a team to look out mm-hmm. for. Um, let's move on to number six, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Now this is a team that I I personally do not like at all because of what they did last year to the Nets in the playoffs. Um, I just thought they played really dirty, and Joel Embiid is just a piece of crap. Uh, this is a team that I'm just do not buy into anymore. They have a record of 39 and 26, also. But if you read into the silver linings, they're 20 and two at home, which is amazing, the best home record in all of NBA, and they're 10 and 24 on the road. That's nuts. Which is that's nuts. Horrible. That is like New York Knicks level bad at ho- on, on the well, road. Well, yeah, That's it actually horrible. is almost exactly um, New York Knicks bad on the road. They're 10 yeah, and 20. Yeah, horrible. That's funny. So, to me, I like I don't buy into this Sixers at all because while they're not going to be playing um, road games per se, it's definitely not going to be a home game in Orlando. They're not playing at the home crowd. So I don't really know how they're going to play. Um, even I saw recently Brett Brown said he's going to – uh, he's made a new uh, lineup change. He's moving Ben Simmons to the power forward, which is honestly kind of sad because it just proves that Ben Simmons is not going to be shooting at all because your power forward, is he's just going to be on the dunker's block. is going to actually clog up the lane even more for Joel Embiid. It's just, really, it's just a bad situation there in Philly for me. They're both great talents, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, but they just don't mesh together for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, I, I'm yeah, curious what so you think about I, that. I definitely think that... Um... You know, the thing is, like, Joel Embiid, he is an incredible talent, right? Like, I, I like, when, when he's healthy, he is, like, one of the, like, he is the best center in the NBA, right? Like, when he's... Yeah, but people question his motor, I, when he's, so I, I question I, it I don't really question his motor. I think he just has injury problems. And when you have injury problems and when they're constant and when they're... You know, just like every single time you start to get your, your legs under you, you, you know, twist your, your knee or you, you know, fracture like a bone in your foot or like, you know, whatever his like injuries were. Um, like it's it's tough to like get yourself like back to, you know, to where you were before. 
So I so yeah, he he's definitely a player that is never going to be fully in shape because he's always right. Gonna be so hurt. so that's going to be like a problem. But in the few cases that he is healthy, I I think he's he's a, a megastar. And I I do think that Ben Simmons is a great player. He is an an all star, but the shooting, the shooting is so bad. You so you want to hear something like I'm I'm sure like you you saw it. Did did you see when he went fishing? Right, he pulled up that fish and tossed it back. Yeah, this dog, this this guy, he missed the ocean. Yo, oh my god, the fish it like bounced off the. Um, it like bounced off the deck. It bounced off the uh, boardwalk. And like, I'm sick and tired of the. I see so many workout videos. Ben Simmons working on his shot, and there was like a video that came out recently, and he was like training, and some guy was like, some bum that he was tra- training with, like some nobody, some like YMCA guy was like, "Yo, your shot's looking better. You should shoot more." And he's like, "Orlando, yeah, right. You're not gonna shoot any in Orlando. Come on, bro. We all know what the story is. You're gonna." Try to dunk everything, and it's not gonna work, and it's gonna fall apart in Philly. Like I just don't think they're gonna go very far. They're matched up with the Celtics right now. Uh, the Celtics are gonna clap them if they play them in the first round. The Celtics, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're gonna clap them. Yep. So, 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 so who's yeah, now gonna be move on. the um? So who's gonna be the point guard on these uh, Sixers then? Shake Milton, I think, who's like. He's a like a D League player, G League player. That's gonna I think. be so bad. But he's like a good shooter. He hit like seven threes or six Man. threes in a game this year or something. So they're like relying on him too. And then after this year, they're gonna probably have to evaluate if they're gonna blow up, blow up the team or not. Right. So it just do you think that working. they should stick with like Embiid or Ben Simmons? I would stick with uh, Ben Simmons because really? even though his shooting is not up to speed, I think if you put like shooters around him. Kind of like a Giannis situation, he would still be really good. Uh, Joel Embiid just has too much injury history for me, um, so I would just trade him away to the Heat or something yeah. maybe, and they'd have a good team for a while. But he's just too injured for me. So, you know, like, so what do you think would be like an appropriate package that they should be looking for back? Like, dude, so so obviously, uh, they should be looking for um, Bam Adebayo shooters, right? On Bede. Well, Bam Adebayo, maybe get uh, Duncan Robinson too. I don't know. I don't know what the package is going to be, but I think they got to trade Embiid down to Miami because there was, like, some rumors uh, where ben, even Jimmy Butler commented on it, Embiid's picture on Instagram. I know it was somewhere where uh, villains are welcome, and he was referring to Miami, and then Joel Embiid replied, amen. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, kind of, like, some sparkles that uh, he might go to Miami anyway. So Yeah. Well, so the the thing that I you know, was never really in love with, with the Sixers is that they're four main guys, right? You have Ben Simmons, you have Joel Embiid, you have Tobias Harris, and you have um, Al Horford. Um, yep. These these guys, they all like the same spots on the floor, right? Like like none of them are shooters. Like all of them are either doing like like mid-range or in the basket. So they're, they're all just like on top of each other. Um, yeah. like, to, like Tobias Harris is like a you know, pretty good shooter, but he, he likes, you know, like the, the post and doing like, like a, like a a turnaround or something. He's, he's not really like a, you know, pull-up shooter. So they're all basically doing like the, the same spots fighting for the same spots. So, um, at least for this playoff run, I think that they should consider having like Al uh, Al Horford come off the bench. Yeah, which is sad because he's getting paid way too much money to come off the bench. That uh, does happen. Yeah, but like just that's, show, like just that's shows the like how bad he's been this year. He's been right. so bad this year, and well, like well, Elton the, Brand, the thing is, is like it was yeah. such a bad personnel decision too. Like it just made no sense yeah. for them to sign out Horford, and they're just paying him way too much money now for four years. And you think he's like he's thirty four now, so just mm-hmm. like a re- was a really bad idea, and even like. Tobias Harris, I don't, he has, he's been putting up some good stats, but I don't think he's been really playing to expectations to the 150 million that he got to. Um, no, so he, he got, he got, uh, he got more. He got a, a more? 180. Yeah, that's that. It's, he got, that's he crazy. got a lot of money. That's um, crazy. He, I, I yeah, think he's, like, not, he's not worth that much either. Yeah. Well, I think like yeah, de- definitely not. Um, but I think like at the time though, when Al Horford was signed, like. 
I thought it was a kind of interesting signing. Like, like I wasn't just like immediately dismissing it as as oh terrible, because the the Sixers were last year and are this year a tall, long, strong defensive team, right? Well, and I Al, initially and, thought it would and, be and good too. Al Al Horford kind of fits into that. Turns out the offensive woes um, outweigh the de- uh, defensive gains. Um, but but yeah, I I think that like having you know, Horford come off the, the bench and just continuously giving that, you know, defense, like, you know, throughout the, the whole game on a on a set rotation and having, like, you know, maybe even, like, uh, I don't know, Korkmaz start, maybe, or, you know, if, if you if you want, like, Shake Milton at the, the point and Josh Richardson at the two or something, you know, may, maybe even, like, throw in, I don't know, Glenn Robinson in there or Alec Burks. Oh well, you 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 know what? Then I guess they they have T- uh, Tobias Harris. They have Simmons at the four, and they have Embiid at the five, right? So so yeah, there there's your your starting lineup. There's your front uh there's your front line right there, uh your uh, excuse me your your front court, uh and then the the back court you have Josh Richardson and uh, Josh Richardson and the other guy Shake Milton. So yeah, then I don't you can know. Have Al Horford off the the bench. Why not? There's just something that's not working there in Philly. I think it might be a coaching problem with the Brett Brown, who's on the hot seat, in my opinion. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's a coaching problem. I think it's definitely a coaching problem. Why? Because you have so much talent on that roster, and you you just like have not been performing up to standard. Like there was so much expectations around the 76ers. This oh year. yeah, right. Be yeah, the, yeah. Best team in the East, and they're. The sixth seed with a horrible road record, like it's unacceptable. Yeah, for a team with that that amount of talent. It's just yeah, really if bad. if it's right, if if it's like like a rotation itch, um issue, like like what I'm saying, it it'll definitely be like on the coach for that. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely right. So um, now let's move on to our team, mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. We have a record of thirty and thirty four, which at Amazing. first glance is not Fantastic. that great, but Fantastic. if you Look deeper into it. We had Kyrie only played twenty games. Carlos Bird was injured. And I Kevin think Durant was zero. Too. KD was not there. Um, a lot of players were in and out of the lineup. Um, which I think honestly, thirty and thirty-four is a respectable record for all the injuries that we had this year. I'm not saying it was great. I obviously would have preferred it to be a little bit better. But listen, we we, we dealt with the cards that were we had. And I think that we we played pretty well. Hey, you, you uh, know what? Like we're the in the playoffs, and the Knicks are not, and that's just really all that matters to me. Yeah, honestly, that really is all that matters. Yeah, uh, Knicks fans are the worst, but let's not get into that right now. Uh. Um, so the Nets, it's funny. Uh, Shaq, he said that the Nets are guaranteed to make it out of the first round. Dude, Shaq is. And when Shaq I heard that, <laughs> bro, when insane. I when I heard that, that was like music to my ears, bro. That's I was insane. like, all right, let's. Let, I'm I'm down with that. Look, as as, no, as much def- as much as I love the the Nets, and I I love them as much as as any other fan. Um, if that is now we're getting that bounced. Is, we're that, getting is bounced. <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. We're getting, yeah, we're getting, we'll, we're getting we'll bounced. We'll be lucky to get two wins against the Raptors or. We're getting bounced. Hopefully, we, hopefully we don't fall down to eight. Because if we fall down to eight, we're getting slapped. We're getting slapped. I mean, I think we'll also get Four slapped zero. by the Raptors anyway if we stay. I think we, seat. I think we'd have a, a better chance against the Raptors. But I, I definitely think we'll still agree. Lose. But we'll st- right, like, like we'll be. No, we would. We still lose regardless. Yeah. No, I'm saying like the Bucks is an instant sweep. Nah. Uh, the nah, Raptors, nah, we could nah, probably nah, pull nah. off a game. Nah, we'll we'll be able to pull off a game at a minimum from both teams. For sure. Nah, I I don't think well, so against well, the Bucks. Well, also we are like pretty decimated um in terms of our roster going into this, this yeah. bubble now because yeah yeah no and we're yeah, missing Dinwiddie yeah, too. Right, he was did, so did, great yeah, this year. That's awful. Who was that's awful. Yeah, he should have he, he should have like, been so an great. He should have been. He was played yeah. great. Granted, he didn't have the greatest shooting numbers, but. He was clutch when it counted, man. I think yeah. he had like four or five game winners this year. He was well. His shooting numbers were low because for so he many games the, he was forced he, to shoot he the was, ball. Yeah, like he was literally the only offensive option for like a lot of the season. Yo, he he played sixty four games. Karis played thirty nine. Kyrie played twenty. Right. So yeah, so for for a, for at yeah. least like twenty games or so, Dinwiddie was literally the only offensive option. I remember watching games. And I would like look at like our lineup and then like the other team's lineup, and I would be like, "Who's gonna score?" 
And it was literally only Dinwiddie and like, you know, Joe Harris would like chip in if, if Dinwiddie gives him a good pass, obviously, if he creates for Joe Harris. Jared Allen, I I do not think he's a very good player. I don't like Jared Allen. Jared Allen? I don't really? like him. Nah, I, I never did. How? Honestly, I never... You know why? Because he always gets friggin' bodied by any just he's... bigger center. He, he gets violated. Dude, but... I, I just I just hate watching him on dude, the floor but... because, because, bro, dude, hold, hold no. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're wrong, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. because he gets these, like, two flashy blocks... And then everyone's screaming about, oh, he's so good on defense, so good on defense. You, you, he's a good on-ball defender, but he gets daddied by other players, you, I agree. You, you, realize, you realize he was the only reason why we lost the series against Philadelphia last year. Because he got well, friggin' destroyed by Embiid. He did. He, he, got, he, was, he, did. he was literally the he single did. point of failure for our team. If, if, we had, if we had any other center... Rather, I'd rather, rather, rather. A lot. Really well last year, bro. If we had DeAndre Jordan last year instead of Jared Dude. Allen, we would have. Bro, DeAndre the Jordan. DeAndre Jordan sucks, bro. Come on. He's a much better defender, and he does not get. What? He does not get. DeAndre Jordan he, has fell off. He on defense, does not bro. get pushed. Look, he does not get pushed around. Oh, he doesn't get pushed around, but he does. But that's but bro, that's, that's seen... defense. Defense is standing your Dude, ground. No. Yes, it have is. Have you seen some of DeAndre Jordan's uh, defensive mishaps this year, bro? Look, dude, he this like, year is is a, a different no, year. A, no, a different no, no, year. No. All I'm saying, no, bro. He's he's been so bad on defense this year. He's literally let people walk right past him on defense. He's been terrible. Look, all I'm saying is that on defense, it's important. Like not only just to get blocks, not only to just get steals. A big part of defense, pretty much the the biggest part of defense, is just standing your ground. The whole point of of defense, right? Like like you and me played basketball when when we were younger, right? And what do like like coaches say when when we're like you know six seven years old when they're you know first teaching us basketball? The point of defense is to be in between your man and the hoop, right? And if you're and 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 if you're going to get pushed around by the guy who is in front of you on his way to the hoop, you are not doing your job as a defender. And Jared Allen, to me has not been doing his job as a defender and I feel like a lot of Nets fans and a lot of just general, you know, NBA fans don't really call that out. But he's he does so much other good stuff though. He's a great rebounder. He only plays like 25 minutes a game and he gets he gets 10 rebounds a game. Like he he does get daddy uh... on uh, defense for sure, but he does a lot of great things and you know, I think let him put on some more muscle. He's still like a what a third year, second year player, third year player. Mm-hmm. So give him some time, like uh, but like I don't I don't know how much time he's gonna have left. He might get traded in the off season for somebody. Mm, right. But, I'm, I but mean, I th- I think he's a good player and he's the only line of defense that we have right now in the playoffs. So right, that's that. Him that's and we also got like, a, and we got a we got a like no name player from the G League, Dante Hall. So I don't really. He's like six nine, a six nine center. So that's someone. That's not work out someone like Nick Claxton. Like like I I know he's not gonna be joining the Nets in the bubble uh, for this resume season, unfortunately. Um, but but he is someone who I'm actually very excited about. Like like I no, he, I, he I hope good that we'll be able to you know re-sign him for a few more years in the the future to see what he becomes because I I I think he has some really good potential i i think he's he's i i think he can be a real asset for us no he's gonna be good he had a lot of um great moments for sure this year and yeah. i remember spencer did said one time i think it was like a after practice or something or after a game he said mm-hmm. nick claxton is the second most talented player on this team uh behind kd obviously but mm-hmm. um uh didn't really saw the talent he definitely has a lot of talent he needs to put on some muscle too because he's a little skinny, but right. Um, he's definitely a player that I'm uh, definitely looking forward to w- watching. Now let's move on to the A seed. We got the Orlando Magic, who are thirty and thirty-five, and they got some okay players. They got Vucevic, who was an all-star last year. Aaron Gordon not really having the greatest year this year. Um, Markel Fultz, who still is kind of a bust to me, even though he's turned it up a little he's bit. Definitely Orlando, a bust, but yeah. He's still really not shooting the ball well at all. Uh, I don't really see 
and, and I uh, and I feel like in the future either. Yeah, and and I feel like Aaron Gordon, like like you like you just said that he's not having a very good year this year. I feel like every year is like that. With, no, with but uh, he had a Aaron, good year. He had, Gordon. he had a pretty good year last year. Like he Did shot he, well from the three point line. He shot like thirty six percent last year. That's and he's not that like good. Thirty. He's shooting thirty this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I know, but like thirty six is not that high. Like, like that's the, the thing. The th- what thirty six? That's like a little better than good. It's it's like it's I like think, it's like all right, but the the thing. I think thirty seven is like considered like you're starting to like you're a good shooter. Yeah, I, I I think I think you're you're right. Um, but the thing with like Aaron Gordon is, I feel like for just so many years people have been saying. You know, pundits have uh, pundits have been saying that like, oh, this is the year he's gonna take the the next step, and he's he's gonna go off this year, this and that. Like he he's just plateaued. Like he just hasn't really been improving. Yeah. And and honestly, like like what are the Magic really doing? Like re- like, like 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 rebuilding is- wise, rebuilding wise. Like what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. You're right about that. The problem is with Aaron Gordon. He he's had. Too many highlights in the dunk contest. People think yeah. he's something that he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think he's like some great player. He's not. He's not the type of guy. Yeah, like great dunker. Yes, fantastic. Dunker. He's not the type of guy. He's a great dunker. One of the best I've ever seen. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, he got robbed in the dunk contest too. Uh, but like, uh, like, can you he... like, can you discern like the Magic's direction? No, they're just like a a bottom feeder team. But but the the thing is like they're not a bottom feeder though. Like they like they're they're like a bottom make feeder the, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. A bottom right. feeder. They're gonna make the AC. They're a bottom feeder playoff team. Right. They're gonna but, be but, the AC or the seven seed. They're never gonna be better than that with the roster they have. Right. Before. And the the thing like the the bad part about those type of teams and like the the Pistons are like a kind of similar team as well. You know the the Pistons are. What they're the thirteenth seed this year, but for the for a few years before they were like in the same kind of spot, and also like the Hornets were 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 like that in the past couple of years too. You know the the problem with those kind of teams is that you know you're making the the playoffs, or if you're not making the the, yeah, the playoffs, you're never getting you're the a good enough draft pick that's going to help you exactly. So you're you're not a good playoff team, so you're not going to make noise and you know, go go that route, and you're also, you have too good of a record to get a high draft pick, like you just said, so so those those teams just really don't have direction, and I I feel like the Magic have been like this for the, the longest time, I feel like they just have to, I just feel like they have to fire, uh, sell, and see what they can get for Aaron Gordon, Maybe even yeah. maybe well, even dangle like like Mo Bamba or something, but I, well, I think Mo Bamba sucks, man. He sucks. He's such a bust. yeah. I I mean I mean maybe try and trade Vucevic. The only guy who I think is worth Jonathan keeping Isaac, I think is, is exactly Jonathan Isaac. And uh, Terrence Ross also plays pretty well for them too. He's he's okay, but he's he's not really much to like yeah. build around. Like, like 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 um, I don't think that the I don't think that the Magic should be too upset if they have to end up dealing Terrence Ross. Like they'll well they'll, they they resigned him for it. a good amount of money this in the past offseason though. So oh, really? I don't know. I think they want to hold on. To what him, was yeah. what was the uh, contract? I'm I'm not sure, but I know they resigned him Let's to. Uh, he was a restricted free agent. Four year, fifty four million dollar contract. Yeah, that's pretty it's solid. Yeah. Up, yeah. up until 2023. Yeah. Yeah, now that's that's so they definitely, that's they're definitely not, invested. Yeah, that's not a good contract. Nah, that, that they're sucks. invested in him long term. Uh, it's kind of a cheap Clearly. deal that could be traded uh, closer to when it's uh, an expiring contract. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, but the Magic, I don't really know what they're doing. Cause the problem with Orlando is they're not really a, f- a hot free agent destination either. So you're going to have to draft really well, and the only way you're going to draft well is if you tank. So... Hey, I mean, maybe maybe after this year with all the the players living in Orlando, maybe they'll maybe they're like like oh this this isn't that bad. It wouldn't be that bad to live and play in Orlando, even though they're they're not yeah. really going out and exploring the the city. But but maybe something will will uh, change. Maybe Orlando will become more of a destination after this year. Alright, let's get to the last team now. We got the Wizards, the Wizards, baby. Alright, this team is horrible. <laughs> um, one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen. Uh, they put up a lot of points too, but the problem with them is they just give up a lot of points too. This team is horrible. John Wall is not playing. Bradley Beal is not playing. Davis Bertans is not playing. You're not making the playoffs. You're gonna win maybe two to three games in Orlando, and that's it. 
Um, but the sad thing is they still have a chance to make the playoffs because they're going to be in the play no matter what unless they fall out of four games to secure the play-in. Uh, right now, they're how many games back? So they got to win like three games, at three or four games. So they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Well, but, uh, this yeah, to, to catch up with the, the Magic, like assuming the Magic win like four games, right? Like they're, they're going to have to win six games. Yeah. So that, that um, is most certainly not going to happen. Now we're, we're basically looking at like the Eastern Conference standings, I'd say more or less. Yeah, the Wizards are not making anything without, they got their two best players not playing right now. So there is no way. Yeah. Unless like Rui Hachimura. Like becomes like some Michael Jordan level god or something in the playoffs or something, but I don't even know. Yeah. Uh. Well, he's a he's a good young player too, but uh, the Wizards suck. They signed John Wall to the horrendous contract, which doesn't even kick in yet until the start of next year. So good luck with that. He just tore his Achilles. Let's see how that turns out. Yeah. I I mean, when John Wall comes back, it will be it will be great to see him again. He was one of my my favorite players when he was playing. No, he was a great I, player, I but he's him. a And and the, and literally it was only 3 years ago that the the Wizards pushed the the first seed Celtics to a game 7 in the semifinals and literally almost made the the conference finals. Like that yeah, was but that the, was in the problem with and and The problem it's, with it's John, Wall like John Wall is that uh Yeah. Go. The go problem ahead. with John Wall is that he's not a great shooter and He's relied on his athleticism a lot in his career, and right. he's towards his towards Achilles. So I wish him the best. I hope he recovers uh, 100% from that, but we're going to see what happens with the Wizards. Yeah. I think Bradley Beal should demand a trade after this season. The, the Wizards are like, get me off, Get me off this garbage team because there's no way anybody's taking that John Wall contract. With that, we just went through all the nine teams that are in contention right now. And uh, it was fun talking with you, Matt. I think we had a good little discussion going on. Yeah, fun as, uh, fun as always. Always always fun to be yeah. on here. Thank you for listening to the Getting Buckets podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at GetBucketPod. And I want to thank you guys for all the support on Twitter. We have like 420 followers right now. So thank you guys for the support. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. David will be back. And see you guys next time. Peace.